And hello, welcome to Life Music and the Pursuit of Answers. I'm Phil Circle. I'm sitting here on a, a actually a quite beautiful spring day in Sherman Oaks, California, Los Angeles, in the valley, as they say, but they don't say it the way I just did with a Chicago accent. But sitting by the pool, um, this is the life, man. I'm sitting here with a fascinating gentleman by the name of Jorge Patrono. He's a two-time Grammy-nominated composer and music and television producer. He has been researching the most groundbreaking information about science and spirituality for the past 20 years with the purpose of helping generate a positive change in the Hispanic global community. Jorge and his wife, Silvia, are the creators of the website CriandoTuVida.com, which was awarded the title of Peace Embassy in 2011 by Mil Milenios de Paz, Jorge and Silvia have also been recognized as peace ambassadors for their work and service in the Hispanic community. This is right up my alley, man. Jorge, <laughs> I am so delighted. Jorge and I have been speaking regularly for the last couple days. And uh, so I had no choice but to ask him to do this because it doesn't seem fair to keep the fascinating conversations you can have with this man uh, uh, secret you know um so um thank you for the introduction oh <laughs> my pleasure that was an amazing introduction i don't know if i deserve that oh well of course you do you manifested it you manifested it um jorge uh, you can talk about whatever you like but first what fascinates you other than what i read from your bio let's hear it from your mouth well i believe that uh health is one of the primary things that uh, moved my life, you know, because I grew up in a family with a mother that was a hypochondriac and I was very sick uh, since I was born until I was around 20, 21 years old. Um, every year I have, you know, four different uh, diseases that uh, took me 15 days out of school. So in the, between uh, elementary and high school, I lost two full years of school because I was sick. I was twice almost dead. I, I was, uh, you know, in the hospital, uh, very, very uh, badly uh, sick, and um, so for me, um, health is, is 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 a priority, you know, and um, and I've seen, you know, a couple of years ago, I lost my parents, and I've seen the way they left the body, and I don't think that's the right way. Uh, they were completely destroyed mentally, physically, you know, taking nine, ten different drugs at the same time uh, with all the side effects, you know, amounting so many different problems uh, beyond the, the diagnostics, you know, that they had and the prognosis they had. And when I saw that, especially my father, because my father, uh, you know, we are, I, I come from a family of musicians, my father was... Uh, the musical director of Capitol Records in Argentina for 12 years, and he was a very good musician. He was a director, composer, and, and pianist. And when he was 80, he was fine, you know, but he had, uh, he was diagnosed with uh, prostate cancer. But at that age, prostate cancer doesn't kill anybody, you know, because mm -hmm. the, the cancer cells, when you are that old, uh, don't have the energy to reproduce fast enough. So uh, usually you don't get killed by the cancer when you are 80 or 80 plus. But no, none of the less, uh, he went through a lot of these chemical things and, uh, and one day he stopped playing the piano, which was his passion. Mm. 
And when that happened, I, 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 was, I thought, you know, well, this is it. You know, this is what all these drugs are doing to him. And he is not longer what he used to be. It's a completely different entity, you know. I don't even, I cannot even call that a man, you know. He was completely a zombie. And uh, he left the body in a very, very uh, worse way. So that, to me, is not something that I, I'm pursuing for myself. You know, I cannot see myself in that same situation. And uh, for that reason, I've been researching, you know, with different modalities and uh, different sources and different scientists from all over the world, including, you know, Bruce Lipton and Konstantin Korokov and many, many other people that we are going to talk about that, mm -hmm. um, that opened my mind and that gave me a lot of information about what health is what we are, because actually we don't know what we are. Right. You know, we were lied and lied many, many times, and and uh, we are used to think something about ourselves that is completely false. And I believe that we must know who we are, in order to not uh, living a life based on effects, but on causes. You know, because that's the main thing right now. You know, it, it, uh, define a little further or dig a little further, if you will, uh, the know who we are. Well, you know, in allopathy, we are actually physical bodies, you know, and uh, is the physical body first, then the emotional body, then the intellectual body, you know. Now, it's a completely different issue right now because actually um, when the, the topic of uh, quantum physics came in the middle of uh, the 20th century, it changed everything. You know, there are two things that change everything, quantum physics and epigenetics. Those are the two main things that I believe change the whole history of human beings, you know, or what we are and uh, how we can see ourselves. And the main thing is that everything is energy, everything. There's nothing that we see here that is not energy, right. including ourselves. Yep. Now, the, the problem is that we have five senses that are very limited in our body that cannot see that. You know, so what we see actually is a reflection of something that we consider solid. But when we go into the, the solid state of everything, of matter, mm -hmm. there's nothing solid, you know? Right. And it's being so it, many atoms vibrating at the it's ninety nine point nine 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 thirty nines nothing. And zero point zero 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 thirteen zeros one percent matter. But that matter is related to quantum physics, which means our mind allocates that energy into a matter based on our uh, perception of reality, which changes all the time. Okay, so this is, is a complicated issue if we see it that way, but let's put it in a simple way. We are energy. If we are energy, everything that happens in our physical body has to have a cause in the energy field, not in the body. The body actually is the effect. Everything that we see in the body is an effect. Right. Now, we are used to treat effects. That's why we have recurrences of, uh, you know, is, uh, different diseases. And every time they came back, they are stronger than before. So we need more medicine, you know. So the thing is, let's put it this way. You have a car, and instead of putting gas in the, in the, in the tank, you put coffee. <laughs> now, you try to, you know, turn on the engine, and it doesn't turn on. So you go to the mechanic, and the mechanic says, oh, you know what? 
the carburetor is, uh, it has a lot of uh, junk on it because I don't know what you did, but you know, it's, we have to clean it up. So they clean the carburetor, you go back home, it, it works fine. And then you put again coffee. Now, the cause is coffee that your, your, your car doesn't run well. Yep. It's not the carburetor. The carburetor is the effect. Right. Now, if you change the coffee for gasoline, the car is running perfectly well. You don't have to do anything to the carburetor. So we are carburetors, you know, and we don't know why, you know, <laughs> everything works in the way it works. A, and we don't change causes. A profound, a profound version of you are what you eat. Well, uh, that's one of the if things. We, if we were to use that even metaphorically, you are what you... Well, actually, you know, yeah. because we are energy and then we are consciousness and then we are a body that uh, brings an experience to that consciousness and to that energy is... The only thing is a vehicle. This is a vehicle. We know it's a vehicle. It's a temporary vehicle. We already signed that contract in the very beginning when we came here. And there's nothing you can do to stop that. So based our lives in something that is um, temporal, when we are, in effect, energy, and it's not temporal anymore, mm -hmm. um, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's because we don't understand what we are. That's We're why I say, you know, we need to understand what we are first. Instead of going backwards, we start with people constantly uh, take take this this uh, this uh, approach, this trip through life. Right, I am a body. As we grow up, we have all these ideas of what our body is and image and etc. Related to it, of course. But I am a body. Um, then uh, what am I? Then we finally start questioning what are we doing to our body, and then then at some point perhaps we do so much damage to to the body uh, by looking at what we're doing to it that we become uh, uh, interested in spiritualities, even things like perhaps yoga. I do that every yeah. morning for my back, you know, yeah. but I waited until my back was too bad before I started looking at what to do about it. Until a symptom you know? happens. Instead of you the other way around. You need a symptom around. to move. Right. Yeah, I need a symptom to, to be inspired to do anything about it. Exactly. So we're going about everything ass backwards. <laughs> we should be <laughs> starting with realizing we are a spiritual being having a human experience. Well, that's perfectly said. I mean... That's what we are. Actually, we are energy, spiritual energy, and that energy comes from a source. And that source, you can call it any any way you want. You can call it God or Allah or whatever, Jehovah, whatever it is. Uh, I call it a quantum field, you know, because I'm not into any dogma. But sure. um, if you are in a dogma, well, that's that's what it is. I mean, you, um, the, the name doesn't matter. Sure. The, the point is that everybody comes from that uh, field let's say, and, and we are like, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a good analogy, uh, analyzing, you know, I, I was seeing the, the ocean and the drops from the ocean. We are drops from that ocean, and we have the same capabilities and the same composition of that ocean, which is the quantum field. So we can create anything we want. The problem is that we want to create from the body. The body cannot create anything, can have an experience, that's all. It's like your car cannot create anything, just an experience. You can go from here to Las Vegas, you have an experience. That's your car, but then you park the car, and you steal you. You're not your car. Right. You are that energy that drove the car. You know, so this is a car. The, the body is a car. And, and actually, it's a, it's a vehicle that allows us to have an experience. Now, the experience in this world is, is dual, meaning it could be positive or negative. We live in a world that is, is based on those two polarities. Mm -hmm. That's the dual world of the Newtonian world, which is based on physical reality. Right. Now we have the quantum world where that doesn't mean anything. There's no negative or positive. It just is. It just is, yeah, yeah, sure. 
So we give that polarity a name based on our perception of reality. But when we change the perception of reality, everything is neutral. And a lot of people will say, well, yeah, you know, but... But what about when, evil people? Exactly. And uh, well, that's... In the quantum field, that doesn't exist. The only thing that exists is what do you want to manifest? And it's always, it's never judging. It's always giving you the possibility of creating anything because we have what is called free will. And yes. free will is what allows us to do things that even though we can kill ourselves with those, we can do it. So if, some, and so if somebody else uses their free will to do ill, my free will helps me define how I should respond or react to that. Well, this and uh, yeah. if it's a, a life-saving situation, I may do something, but it, you know, to, to, in, in a violent reaction. But even that is still the experience. It's not the truth of who I am. Well, no. I, I mean, the, actually, there's another analogy that I love and, and that made me underst understood everything. You know, um, let's say we are beings. We are like antennas that send information and receive information from the quantum field. Now, let's say that as an antenna, we are like a radio station, and the radio station is a frequency, okay? Now, that radio station, the radio station that I'm in is my perception of the world, and it's based on what I learned from the moment I was in the womb of my mother until I was seven years old. After that, after seven years old, I started understanding who I was as a being, independent being. Before that, I didn't have any personality or anything. I was just grabbing information, you know. Um, that information is, is what is going to run my life, my whole life. And more specifically, 99% of that information comes from your mother and your environment, your close environment. It could be your household, uh, your neighborhood, and even your country. That's why we call patriotism. Yeah, sure. You know. Which it's is it's a, something which, that we learn. Which is a fiction. Yeah, exactly. I'm Argentinian, yeah. you're American, the yeah. other one is Canadian. Well, no, no, no. We are beings. Yeah. Yes. yes. We are energetic beings in this experience. We are all the same, coming from the same source. Mm -hmm. uh, all that stuff is just a way to control uh, humanity. That's all it is. You know. Yeah. So instead of looking at that, I mean, it's like a, a drop from the ocean can say, I'm American, and another drop from the ocean says, I'm Indian. No, no, no. You're a part the same, of the ocean. In the same ocean, yes. And that ocean has a, the capability of create a lot of life and a lot of experiences and a lot of things. So we are the same thing. Now, when we see the world from that point of view, and you understand that you're a radio station sending a frequency, a signal, that cannot bring back any other signal than the one that you're sending. Because if you put right now 94.7 in the radio station, you cannot get the, the, the signal from 100.3. Right. Yeah. You can't. It's impossible. Well, that's called the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. you know, that's what it is. It's very simple. And there's a lot of you know, uh, different opinions about this. It's a simple thing. Mm -hmm. Now, if I'm a radio station, I'm sending a frequency, and what I receive back is not what I like, what is the problem? Is the radio station the problem or the frequency that I tune in? Change the frequency. That's perception. Yeah. So now, what is that perception coming from? What I learned in the first seven years, plus the nine months in the womb of my mother, and especially from my mother. So my life, when I understood that my mother was a hypochondriac, that many other things, I stopped being sick because I was changing on the frequency of my radio station. Now, what do we do when we have in our reality something that we don't like? 
we criticize that. So we are criticizing the radio station. Let's say that I wanted to listen to classical music. And I, I, I think that I'm synchronizing, you know, I'm, uh, with the frequency of the radio station that has classical music. Suddenly I'm listening to rap music, and I hate rap music. So instead of changing the radio station, which is the only thing I can do, I start criticizing the rap music station, <laughs> which has a free will to be. Yes, of course. Yeah. It's a choice. Yeah. So I can choose from the worst of the best, the most positive or most negative. It's my free will. Now, what is the experience that I'm living out of that? Well, that changes completely because I can live a life that is completely hell because I chose the wrong frequencies on the right radio stations instead of changing the radio station and saying, I don't want this. I don't want to perceive this reality because that reality is not my reality. Because everybody has the same power and the same choice. It's difficult to understand, but everybody can stop that and change the frequency. So if you are not doing it, don't expect me to feel bad because you have the same choice as I have. See, and it's not, you know, washing my hands and giving back my back yeah, to yeah, anything that happens. No, yeah, yeah. it has nothing to do with that. But it's, it has to do with you can do the same thing that I'm doing. You are choosing not to do it. A lot of this happens because people are completely ignorant of what I'm talking about. Sure. You know, and, uh, and that's, that's sad. At what point have you seen people who are ignorant of what you're talking about uh, become aware of what you're talking about and begin to do something about it in, in, in any memory you have? What, have, you, have you noticed any consistent impetus or, or, or uh, you know, spark that happened in their life, the change that happened in their life that made them say, oh, wait a minute, this isn't working for me. Uh, the, you know, I, I, need to, I need to change this. Have you seen any kind of consistent thing? Is it, has it been a life-changing moment, uh, illness or, or, or loss or, or failure or, uh, or success? Have you seen anything in your experience that has demonstrated uh, an impetus for this kind of change to happen where they suddenly become aware? Yeah, I mean, one it, of the things, I, I believe that the main thing is disease. Disease is the alarm. And what's the word broken down, right? Dis-ease. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. This is, a, is an alarm. It's a, a lot of people think, oh, why is this happening to me? Well, because you are doing things wrong. Um, <laughs> when, you put a cell, when you put a cell in a they, Petri dish... They wouldn't pay their doctor if he said that. What, what's wrong with me? Ah, you're screwed up. Man. Yeah, Get so out the here. problem is, uh, for example, um, Bruce Lipton, you know, a biologist that um, wrote a book, amazing book, The Biology of Belief, and I have the honor to be working with him in Latin America in Spanish. Right. Uh, that book, you know, opened my brain in a way that it's, it's, it was amazing. It's one of the main things that really show me what, what I, am I and what life is and all this stuff, you know. Um, he said that you put cells in a Petri dish and you put all the elements that the, the cell needs to, uh, to have a happy, uh, you know, uh, healthy life. The cell is immortal. It never dies. In a petri dish, you can have cells for centuries, and it doesn't die. Now, why do we die? You know, well, there's a lot of things going on. Uh, we are 50 billions, but in English, it's 50 trillions of cells co living in a community, and each, each, you know, all these cells create what you are. You know, and uh, but you are not you. You are a community of 
50 trillion cells. And these cells have to be synchronized, working what is called homeostasis. Homeostasis is when you, when you have a, an immune system that is strong and it can, it can really keep your body uh, healthy. You know. Now, when you see um, that somebody gets sick, and in my case it was very clear, something is wrong in your life, something is wrong in your perception. So the disease is, is giving you an advice, is, is giving you an alarm, is giving you, uh, you're not a victim of the disease, the disease is, an, is a tool. It's a tool to go back to the source, it's, it's a tool to go back to the default uh, of who you are as a human being, as, as, a, as an energy being, you know. Uh, you forgot, for some reason you forgot. And you are so into this reality of uh, Newtonian physics, of the, what we call solid, yeah. that you want to, to um, the main problem is that we want to control everything. And there's nothing to control. You know, everything is an exchange of vibration and frequencies. So Giving go with the flow a whole new meaning. Yeah, yeah. living in the present moment, as, as, as you know, uh, many of the sages uh, of, you know, said in the past, is just that. I'm creating this moment and the next moment and the next moment. I'm always the creator. So whatever happens that I don't like, I created it. That's it. You know, by doing something or by not doing something. You know, by thinking about that or by not thinking about that. So I have the control on that. I do. The problem is I don't believe that I do. I think things happen to me. And things don't happen to me. Things, I create those things, you know. Mm -hmm. So the moment you become a creator, you're not a victim anymore. Right. And disease becomes a tool, a tool for change. But we need, you know, the, the, the main changes, the, 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 the very drastic changes I've seen in people with what we call terminal diseases, they lose every hope and everything. Hey, hey. They, they lose every, every hope. That's our, that's our studio audience. Yeah. <laughs> my, little, my, little, my little dogs. Um, hey, Lucy, come. That's okay. They lose hope, and when they lose hope, they touch you know, the bottom. And when you touch bottom, your ego dissolves. Despair is a remarkably destructive thing. Yeah. I, I heard a parable, um, obviously a, a Christian one, uh, of, uh, uh, from, I, I believe from Mexican folklore, where the devil was taking all his tools of suffering and uh, putting them on auction. Mm. He, he's, I don't know, retiring, you know, moving to Florida or coming out here. I don't know. <laughs> so <laughs> he, uh, um, uh, he, he had his, his minions putting out all the tools for display and such. And people were coming through and looking at them. And they found all the, uh, so many of the tools looked practically unused. Mm -hmm. Except for one tool in particular was very, very much uh, used and so bidding went up on that tremendously and and it, it, you know it, it just it, it, I, I wouldn't know how to describe the devil's tools so I can't but you know finally people began you know as the bidding was going up people were going over to his minions and saying what what is this tool my my god it's amazing it's it's it's, it's it looks like he's used that almost exclusively and they said that is despair mm. he finds it the quickest way okay. to destroy people yeah and I thought that that was a very profound you know, uh, uh, anecdote for 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 people because yes, it's it's despair is where you you say, that's it. Yeah. I, I, there's yeah. no there's no reason to fight on. 
Now, something, something else I, something I was thinking of, I think that you reminded me of as you were talking about uh, how the, the cells in the Petri dish can you know, live forever, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I immediately thought of a book we were discussing, Sapiens, by Yuval Noah Harari. Yeah, Harar, great, great right? book. Yeah, I love it. And then he has a, 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 the Homo Deus following that, and mm-hmm. the, I didn't read that, but I did read the 21 Lessons for the 21st Century, and he Beautiful. taps a little bit further into some of his discussions from Sapiens. Mm-hmm. And one thing he, he talks about is the amortal potential of humans, that we can replace so many broken parts now that science is more or less unapologetically saying, well, we're, uh, we're really just trying to make humans live forever. Uh, you know, save getting run over by a bus or dying in a plane crash, we can replace everything, we can keep you alive as long as you can afford to stay alive. Yeah. And what occurred to me when, I, when you were talking about the Petri dish and, and elaborating on that was, wow, they're going about it entirely, entirely the wrong way because they're doing what? Replacing broken parts, at dealing with the symptom only. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, I'm, and I'm thrilled with modern science. I have a new hip as a result. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah, I can walk. You it's know. a temporary thing. I mean, your body's going to die no matter what. Right. So, but at least the, the trip and the vehicle is going to be more comfortable. Right. And, <laughs> and, and so uh, approaching these things, okay, so I, I think, for instance, of a, of a friend of mine uh, many years ago uh, dying of cancer and uh, uh, another friend had gone to visit him, and I said, well, how's, how's Felix doing? And he said, he's doing great. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, he asked me how everybody's doing, and, and I told him, oh, you know, they're, they're suffering terribly. And he said, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Because he was, he, he was at this point where he had come to understand there really isn't a reason to. If you know who you are, if you know why you're here, you understand our connection to all people, then you have... So you suddenly come to realize that, for instance, in my case, I've spent 52 years in this body experiencing the amazing thing of being in this vessel alongside other people in their own vessel mm-hmm. and, and reflecting on life and understanding life and creating. And as you, know, you as a creative person, myself as a creative person, uh, can understand that tremendous feeling... Uh, that well, a friend of mine who I'm recording with right now, he said, you know, he's not a religious man. He says, but music is spiritual to him, mm-hmm. and you can watch it when he, even when he's just mixing sound on the in the in the studio, he's there just passionately involved. He's nothing else in the world matters. Oh no, of course. In that moment, and that's uh, that thing that, that Joseph Campbell referred to when he said, uh, the arts are the closest we come to our gods, plural. In other words, whatever you would call mm-hmm. your god or, mm-hmm. or, or, or mm-hmm. such. You know, so all, all these things sort of occurred to me as you were, you were discussing and talking about that. We are, in fact, going about it the wrong way. We should be uh, enjoying the, uh, uh, the experience, not lamenting. You know, uh, when people complain, they're lamenting. Um, something some various mentors of mine have said, whenever you run into some difficulty, they say, congratulations. Mm-hmm. You know, here's your opportunity. Well, you know? they're lamenting because they don't understand the cause Right. Of that, you know, again, we live in a in a world of effects, and an effect is an advice, is giving you some uh, perspective of what you have to change. That's all it is. There's an effect that you don't like. It's something that you're doing wrong. I mean, the, 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 we have to demystify this this word, you know, because actually yeah. we believe that everything has to be perfect 
without doing nothing. I mean, it, it doesn't work that way. Would, it's an would, would there be arts with with with, with our, our archetypal perfection? We wouldn't have anything to write about. Well, the point is this: we came from a perfect place to an imperfect uh, place to have an experience and go back to the perfect place. I mean, yeah. why this is going to be so perfect? Uh, actually, it is, but we have the choice, and we are not using the choice that we have properly. That's the point. That's why we create all this havoc and all this craziness yeah. because of us, not because the world is, is is a bad place. It's because we chose wrongly. That's all, you yeah. know. And there are a lot of people that think the same way. But now, um, in the quantum uh, field, you can change anything when the total amounts to 11%, and that 11% think, feel, do, and act in the same synchronized way. You change everything from that res uh, perspective. You know, it's, everything is possible from that perspective. Explain that math. 11% as you best well, understand. Well, we have 7.5 billion people, maybe one, uh, a little less than 1 billion people thinking, uh, doing, acting the same way with the same purpose can change anything. It's not 51%. And that's a good thing. And, and that's because of quantum physics that we, we found because that actually number? Because actually, the, 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 when 11%, when which is a big mass, when 11% when um, are completely coherent, with one idea, uh, the, the field reacts, you know, it's, it's a huge radio station. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what point. it is. It's I a could, huge yeah. signal. Using the radio, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. If you had one radio station that reached 11% of the population, yeah. that would be tremendous. Not many stations could say that. But, the, but, yeah. but the, the clue or the key is using the frontal lobe, not the subconscious mind from the reactive mind. Okay. Now, if 11% of the population use a frontal lobe with an intention, conscious intention, you can change anything. You know. But the problem is that we don't get together, 11% of us, with that intention, with that clear intention from the, con the, the frontal lobe in the present moment. That's why it's not changing. Partly because of, of, of the unconscious programming we don't realize we have. The, 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 the tremendous volume of our unconscious mind in, well, our, in our reactions to the world around us. When I went to Argentina with Bruce Lipton, you know, the biologist, and we did that uh, conference, the biology of belief, um, we did it for professionals, health professionals. There were a lot of uh, oncologists, psychiatrists, psychologists, you know, allopathic doctors, you know, a lot of, everybody was a professional related to health. Mm -hmm. When he finished talking, they were crying. Many of them were crying. And they asked me, well, first of all, they said, thank you so much. And, and I, you know, I was so proud because actually I wanted them to understand that uh, they don't know everything, you know. That, which is the foundation of science, yeah. isn't it? We start by saying, I don't know. Yeah, they don't know yeah. everything. But the other thing is they were pissed off. They were pissed off at the system. They were pissed off at the universities. They were pissed off at the, at the media because they didn't know that. Being health professionals, they didn't know about anything about epigenetics, which is the base of many of the things that we are uh, complaining today about our health. You know, for example, let's say, you know, the case of um, Angelina Jolie that uh, took the, the, the breasts before having cancer. She didn't have any cancer, right, but right, because right. Of in, the, in, the, in the genes, there was something showing and her mother and her grandmother had breast cancer and they died because of that. Sure. She was so afraid of the gene yeah. that she already took 
you know, the breast off, yeah. out of the body. Yeah. Okay, Bruce Lipton told me that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. Because epigenetics means that if you don't do the same thing that your mother or your grandmother used to do when they were alive, meaning thoughts, emotions, and nutrition, you change those three things, you change because of the biological changes in your body, the chemicals that you create from that state of mind, a different environment and different, uh, you, uh, you um, open and close different genes in, in, your, in, your, um, in your genome. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the thing is, that gene that is that is helping cancer cells to to proliferate, those are closed and they don't exist anymore for you. And your expression is comp your gene expression is is now pro health, no pro cancer. Right. So that's that's the good thing, the good news about epigenetics that we are not victims of our our uh, gene heredity. Okay. So the Beach Boys weren't so far off. Good vibrations. Well, yeah, but, 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 but it goes beyond that. I mean, actually, it, it goes into the chemicals that we create in our body. I mean, we can create any chemical that is in the, in the periodic table. Any chemical is inside of us because yes. we are a piece of cosmos. So the thing yeah. is, we are not different. The only thing is that we have to understand that some of those chemicals are pro-life and some of those chemicals are not. Right. So which ones can we use to be healthy? Now, why don't we know this from school? And especially, why don't we know this from universities? You know, that's insane. There, and there's, there's another hour of discussion just on the educational system, isn't it? Well, but if we, but if we, if we, uh, if we focus uh, 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 children's learning on uh, becoming uh, what uh, creative, becoming uh, curious, learning to communicate, uh, having uh, abstract reasoning of their own, you know, and, and these sorts of things. Uh, rather than uh, what's the math of this and what's the history that we, we would like you to focus on and uh, how can you, you we know, should, walk into we should a teach to the kids yeah, things that in. empower them. Yes. And yes. we are teaching so many things that don't do anything. Right. You know, I mean, why do they have to learn so many things when life is related to a lot of other things, you know? And, and health is, is, a, is one of the main things. And why? Well, a couple of reasons, but one of the main things is when you're, uh, if you understand conscious mind and subconscious mind, which is a very important topic because we don't know that, we have two different minds in our brain. The conscious mind, which is the frontal lobe, is the present time, is what you uh, put an intention to and you create. Mm -hmm. You're a creator. That's yes, what yes. you are. You're a creator. Yeah. Whatever you want to create in this world, you can. The point is how... Um, how do you believe in what you see and how do you react with what you see instead of understanding the frequencies? But let's, let's go back to the brain. The brain is, is, it has a frontal lobe, which is a conscious part where you create with intention, and the subconscious part, which is all the accumulation of every experience that you had in your whole life. Now, those experiences could be positive, negative, could be anything, you know. Now, the problem is you cannot, you can create from the frontal lobe without your intention of what you really want, or from your subconscious mind, what you don't even know that you want or you don't want. Right. You're not, un you're not conscious, you're unconscious. Like self-sabotage. Well, you, is, you is need to know. As a subconscious mechanism, oh, I'm not worthy of this thing, so I whatever, will sabotage it, uh, that sort of Whatever thing. is recorded in your subconscious mind yes. from the seven years of life and the nine months in the womb of your mother. 
That's the information that is there and is regulating your life without you knowing it. Right. Okay. So now there's another point. The conscious mind can do one thing at a time. It's very limited. When somebody says, I'm multitasking, no. Yeah. You're doing yeah. things faster. <laughs> but it's always a sequence. You never, never, never from the folk frontal lobe can do two things at the same time. Never. I, I'm talking to you right now. I keep talking. The phone rings. You or listen to the phone or you listen to me. But one That's of right. those are going to be lost. Yep. You cannot do both. I, I saw some stuff recently about multitasking. So I remember when it first became this big craze in the, in the 80s. Uh, here, everybody wanted to be an entrepreneur, you know, partly from businesses shutting down and people were unemployed and that sort of thing in the late 70s. So, uh, and then people started talking, oh, multitasking, multitasking. And I remember trying it because I was about like 20, yeah, yeah. you know, and I thought, oh, maybe, yeah, I want to do this. I never felt productive. So it took me about a, a minute to go, well, maybe I'm just not good at it, but it seems to me like you can't possibly effectively multitask. And now, 30 years later, they're going, well, yeah, it turns out you're 20% or 30% less effective when you try to do that. Focus well, on the one thing it's an impossibility. Exactly, yes. Your brain was not created to do that. Now, now, uh, uh, now, how much are, are, are we uh, two old men uh, uh, pissing and moaning about the, uh, uh, the, the, the lot of the youth today? And how much are we uh, coming to understand the, the things that we were fortunate to have in our own youth or the lessons that we have learned since our youth? And what can we take from that to bring to youth now without shaking a finger at them? Well, if you kids would just blah, blah, blah. Well, we have so many problems with kids right now. Um, first of all, I think we don't have good mentors. And mentors are the, you know, the basis of a society. You need mentors so the young people can look after somebody that really makes sense. Uh, what we have right now, and I'm coming from Latin America, you know, I can tell you, uh, the mentors in Latin America are a disaster. Completely, uh, you know, they shouldn't be followed by anybody. You know, so the problem is between... That's a strong statement. Oh, yeah. No, but, but, but it's, 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 uh, it's obvious that it's uh, that way. You know, you can see the, the corruption everywhere, you know, and uh, from the government down and from the media, from the, from the pharmaceutical companies, from, you know, the, the, the way we do GMOs and, uh, and all these uh, pesticides. I mean, it's a, it's a complete disaster. Now, somebody in Latin America might hear this and say, well, it's easy for you to say poolside in Sherman Oaks, California. What do we do about it? We live the same problem here. Right. Uh, the, the, we are not exempt for, for anything. The, the, good, the, the thing is that they don't know. And uh, when you don't know, you cannot make any change because you, you don't know. So you change only things that you know that uh, you don't want. But usually people uh, lost the, the, the concept of what is, what is happening. Actually, they think, uh, well, this is the way it is. What can I do? No, that's the way it is because you are allowing it to be that way. Yes. You have a power to change it. The problem is nobody told you that you have that power, and nobody told you that the power of the community is so important. You know what's and, going on and right now. Powerful in and of itself. Well, because actually, actually, and it's in every religious book. Actually, you know, when two or more get together in the name of God, they can change anything. That says the Bible. You know, yes. so if you're a religious guy, Go get use that because yeah, yeah. it's a good it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, but if you are not religious, if you are spiritual, or, or, or you're, you know, and there's so many things that you can understand 
when you, you talk about the quantum field and the frontal lobe. And before I was, saying, I was saying something that I want to finish. The frontal lobe can do one thing at a time, and this is a creative part of you, that is, is, is when you create with an intention. I want this. Okay, perfect. But it's 5% of the time acting during the day, and the subconscious mind can do one million things at a time. It's doing it right now, because what we are talking is, is, is working on your organs, is pumping your blood, is oxygenating your brain, is doing everything at the same time, is excreting uh, all the things that doesn't work, detoxifying your body, is doing everything, and at the same time, is creating your reality. Now, 95% of the time, is your subconscious mind that is driving you, and you don't know the rules that are embedded in that subconscious mind. So when you were a kid at two, three, four years old, and your mother told you, you're not good at that, now you're not good at that. Right. Yeah. But maybe you are in the 5% of the conscious mind of the frontal lobe, you want to do that thing. And you say, oh, I want to become a great singer. But your mother, when you were singing at two or three or four, said, you're not a singer, you sing like crap. <laughs> you're a doctor. Okay, now you have the dichotomy being a singer or a doctor. What do you want to do? Well, I, I, I have so many friends. I mean, architects, uh, doctors, uh, engineers. Now they are painters, musicians, and because that was in your brain, the subconscious mind, that they have to follow those rules when they didn't want to. So they finished that, and they, when they finished the career, they put it on the side and they did what they really wanted to do. Okay, so it was a major change in their lives, but it was a lot less effective if they were going to start following the dreams that they had in the very beginning instead of spending years doing things that meant nothing to them and at the same time they got sick because of that uh -huh. see yeah. because then they are 40 50 years old and now they are ripping what they uh had to go through during those years that they were complaining about what they were doing, they were against the, 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 the family, you know, um, uh, heritage uh, or, or, or loss or whatever it is, sure. you know, and suddenly they, they got sick because actually they, you know, because of epigenetics, we know when you are in that state of mind, uh, you are getting sick because of the, of the chemicals that you create, you know. Uh, quickly explain epigenetics because there will well, be people who don't know what that genetics means. Genetics is, is, is the study of the genome of the human being. We know that we have 23,000 genes and, and they express in a, in a way that uh, is unique in, a, in each one of us. It's like, uh, you know, the, 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 the thumb, uh, you know, when you put the, the, the thumbprint. Yeah. The thumbprint, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but it, it, it used to be uh, people believe that uh, we were uh, at the merciless, uh, merciless because actually uh, uh, the gene expression was fixed. Right. Whatever happened to you in the past or wherever you came from and, and, and your, uh, uh, your uh, genetic tree and your family, especially the, the, the past four generations, mm -hmm. uh, were exactly uh, the, your destiny. You know. Now, <clears throat> that's not true because genes, uh, the gene expression is like a blueprint. It's like uh, when you have a house and you have a blueprint. Now, is the blueprint the house or is the blueprint the way the house is being um, distributed and designed? 
It's a design. Can I change the design? Yes, of course. You can change it. You can add more, more rooms or more bathrooms on a second mm -hmm. floor. You can do whatever you want. Right. Well, that's your genetic, genetic expression. You can change that, but you have to understand how it works. You know? So emotions create... Uh, there are two main emotions. One is the emotion of love and all the derivatives of that, and the other one is the fear, emotion of fear and all the derivatives of that. Those two emotions create two different biologies completely. Fear creates a, bio a biology that depletes the, um, the immune system. And love reinforces the, the immune system. So the question is, how many um, hours during the day you are into a love emotion or a, f a, a fear emotion or, or something close to that? That will give you a, st a starting point to understand why you're sick, why you are the way you are and what you have to change in order to go back to being healthy. But nobody does this because nobody knows about this, you know? Right. So... Or, or, if, they, or if they do know about it or hear about it, uh, I've, I've, I've certainly noticed how some people will read up and 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 never take the action. But you have to apply it. Yeah. Right. And then you have to apply it diligently, repetitively, because we're constantly bombarded with more things to make us fear mm -hmm. and make us believe we uh, you know remind us if i hear if i if i'm if i'm battling some negative uh, uh emotion that i've grown up with that i've been you know wired into through my upbringing and i hear 10 people tell me something that opposes that and even and and i'm making a, a conscious effort to change that and one person comes back and reinforces that that one person can outwhelm those other 10 if I'm not really diligent in, 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 in pushing it forward and always, you know, they talk about the comfort zone all the time now, right? Oh, yeah. So always it's when you get to the edge of that comfort zone that you're, well, you know, maybe I'm, may, uh, it's just an ulcer. What's the big deal? I, you know, I, I need to, I, I should just stay at this job and well, suffer that's a the problem rest with of the my comfort life. Zone. And that's a big problem with the comfort zone. The comfort zone is not always comfortable. No, it's not. And it, usually it's not. not. Yeah. Usually something that we accept. We should call it the, the discomfort zone. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's usually, usually. Some people live in the comfort zone and they create what they want. And I, I met people like that. Sure. And it's a completely way of living. Completely way. Dif it's mm. a completely different way it's of It's a living. mindset thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and, and everybody has the, 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 the possibility to live that way. The problem is we don't know. Mm. Again, being ignorant of something, you cannot use that because you are ignorant of that. It doesn't exist for you. What's the root of the word ignorance? Ignore. Yeah, well, the, the problem is, you know, we didn't come with a manual of when we were born about what we are, who we are, and, and what is the purpose of our lives here. So there are so many different ways to understand that, you know, and it depends on what was the one that you got in the first seven years, how you will see the world. The world will be a reflection of that, you know, because after seven years, you apply. You don't learn much more. You more apply what you learn in the very beginning. The very beginning is the stage where you absorb everything like, like a sponge yep. and you don't question anything. You don't because you don't have a self-image uh, of yourself. You don't know. Right. You don't have any ego. Yep. You just, you're open. That's why you learn so many things in seven years. I mean, if you have to learn that, like you learn in school, how to walk, to eat, to talk, to, it's oh, impossible. Yeah, There's yeah. so much information that you yeah. couldn't do that. Good but you process. learn by observing. 
and imitating. That's why when a kid is in the middle of a jungle, works in four limbs instead of two, because he's imitating a lot of animals that do that. And you can see that in many uh, stories in, in, in the jungle in India or in different places, you know. Um, going back to epigenetics, some people say, nah, that's not like that. Well, okay, if it's not like that, there's, I can tell you exactly what it is, and there's no way you can say no. Two identical twins are born anywhere in the world, and they, when they come, um, when they are born, they have exactly the same genome, exactly the same, because they are identical twins. They come from the same egg, okay? Now, you put one in Japan and another one in the U.S., and at 20, when they are 20, you measure the genome. It's completely different. Why? Because the one in Japan lived a completely different lifestyle than the one in the United States. So that lifestyle that could be less stress or more stress or whatever it is, plus the nutrition, plus everything else, open and close different genes. You go back to your car analogy. Two people buy a, a brand new car, the exact same model with all the exact same extras or not, etc. And you look at them 40,000 miles later and, uh, you know, the cars aren't in the same shape. Well, you know, yeah, but in, the, in this case, the car is a put, person. Yeah. And you can see that if they were identical when they were born, why are they not identical 20 years later? Well, and, 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 you know, this is not some fringe theory. I, I read 20 years ago uh, th that uh, they said, oh, you know, in, in uh, genetics, everybody's born with an average of one and a half genetic diseases you know so you have a, but not everybody manifests them oh no you have a predisposition oh of course for this or that of course you know so it's and, and how else could something for instance go into uh remission well, so it could be a genetic predisposition for something or or my my uh, my friend who uh, 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 friends with uh, diabetes each one of them handles it differently each one of them gets a different response they're both genetic who's going to live longer it's going to be up to well, their action isn't it based about genetic diseases um, Bruce Lipton says it very clearly um, out of all the diseases less than 5% are genetic and they know which ones they are right you know so less than 5% maybe 3% of everything that happens to a human being is only genetic and what about the 97% that we, are, we all are suffering right now? Mm. I mean, we never lived, I mean, there's a, there's a slogan that says, well, human beings never lived so long and uh, so healthy in any other time in, in human history, yeah, which well, is not, not, it's wrong. Yeah, we're not, we're not you know, running around out uh, subject to the elements and, uh, and uh, the wrath of a saber-toothed tiger or trying to kill a woolly mammoth and well, risking yeah. life and limb to do these things or eating the wrong you know, food that poisons us or you know, what was uh, uh, some comedian said about uh, uh, peanut allergies when some old man goes, oh, we didn't have that when, we were, when I was a kid. Sure we did. It was called unexplained death. Yeah, you know? well. So we have the reasons why we live longer, and I expect some degree of it. But it's is, not true. You know, it's not true. protect ourselves. It's not true. If you go back in the history of uh, Homo sapiens, you will see that there were a lot of different civilizations that lived 200 years old or more, and they didn't have the problems that we have today. And they were very, very uh, creative, and uh, you know, they they were working until they died. So, the problem is that we have right now. Um, after you are 50 years old, you start having a lot of different problems in your body and, and a lot of different uh, illnesses.
and nobody understands that those are uh, effects and everybody wants to find the mir miracle solution. The miracle solution is change your mind. That's the miracle solution. It's not taking pill after pill after pill. It's change your mind, change your perception, change your emotions, and now you will have what is called instant remission of, of uh, terminal disease of, uh, of anything that, you know, and, and in my documentary, Your Life, Your Creation, in Your Life, Your Creation, I have two cases. One, Anita Murjani, an Indian woman uh, that uh, grew up in Hong Kong that had uh, lymphoma four stage, and uh, it was in coma and it was dying with tumors the size of lemons in all over the, over the, the, the body. It was dying. And after 18 uh, hours of being in coma, she came back and said, I'm cured. Two months later, she has nothing. Okay, what was the problem? She was living in fear and she was living also um, feeling uh, guilty. And guilt is one of the worst things that you can feel. Yeah. Now, our society makes us guilt for everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. Make us feel guilty for everything. You're guilty in anything that you do. You're always guilty. So And guilty leads to shame, which is many you're bad. Things, all the shades of fear. Yeah. All the shades of fear. That's a good way to put it. Like and that. the shades of fear create a biology that is prone to disease. That's what it is. Change that, the disease has have. It was an advice. It was giving you information. It was not, uh, you know, it, it's something that was a vengeance or it was, it was, uh, you know, a, something evil. No, it's it's telling you, it's telling you I, change. I have a hard time with the the concept that I'm being punished by uh, uh, the universe or, or 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 God or what have you because I don't I, I I didn't realize I was worth that much trouble. You know, if it's seven and a half billion people on the planet and, and the universe is going to point at me specifically and punish me, I have a hard time with that sort of dogma. Well, yeah. I have a fine time with any sort of uh, dogma that gives somebody a positive outlook and a, 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 a structure with which to apply that positive outlook and live in their society comfortably. To me, dogma is a little bit like fashion if it fits you and well and, it's, and it's you, a bad and, word dogma you know, actually you know. well it's got a negative connotation oh. doesn't it yeah well it, let's, you know. let's put it this way one book the bible created more than thousands of religions yeah which one is right I don't know. that's dogma dogma is somebody that wants to interpret something in a way and want everybody else to interpret it the same way now which one is true so when you talk about dogma, we're, we're talking about something created by man to control other men. I mean, that's yes, it. Yes, you know, and, 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 and if you want to believe that, perfect. I mean, we know the power of prayer is, is powerful. We know the power of concentration is powerful. We know the power of, of um, meditation is, is powerful. Don't bring dogma. Right. It's not necessary, you know. I mean, it's, it's something that is working with the quantum field. That's it. Yeah. But the problem is people don't understand what it is. So in, in, in everything I've heard uh, uh, said, uh, I think it was Siddhartha said, in everything is the, the truth. So finding that truth um, requires people to begin with what? A self-awareness and a desire to find that truth. And then as we become self-aware, we become aware of other people their emotions, our effect on those, mm -hmm. our ability to work with and not against other people, mm -hmm. thereby affect our own environment in a positive way. Yeah. And by affecting our environment in a positive way, we begin to see 
that we do have control of our lives, that we do, are responsible for our lives. Yeah, and, and something else happens. You know, Your environment changes. Yes. Because, you know, in the music business, you're a musician, I'm a musician, there's a lot of drugs, you know? Oh, yeah. And we all had a, a period of uh, our lives, especially between 20 and 30 years old, that we were on drugs and, you know, surrounded by people that were on drugs. Now, I came here when I was 30 years old. And when I came here, I said, no more. I will, you know, clean myself of everything. And uh, suddenly, nobody in my immediate environment was on drugs. Right. For the first time in my own life, yeah. my whole life, I was surrounded by people with drugs or selling drugs or doing drugs. Suddenly, I don't know anybody, yeah. you know? It's like my environment changed so much that now, we can talk about law of attraction. That's the law of attraction. Is frequency brings the same frequency. Yep. That's what it is. Magnetism. Yep. My magnetism changed. So those people are not attracted. And they are not in my immediate reality. You don't have to fight for that. You have to change the frequency. That's all. Yeah. You know? But you have to... It's, for some people, it's so dif difficult to do that. Because uh, the only way is when they touch bottom in the life. You know, and then they say some of them die, some of they change. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 what it is. You know, when they go down, 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 they say, well, from now, I don't have anything else to do or lose or anything, so I don't care. Just show me the way, mm. and then they show the way. Maybe they needed to see that battle. Well, we need that because it's an, it, it's giving us a clue that mm -hmm. something is wrong. Yeah. Otherwise, we don't know. You know, how come it's, it's a very nice clue. So embrace the sickness, embrace disease and fix it, change it yourself. In other words, so you are sick or you have an obstacle in your life. Congratulations. Here's your opportunity and celebrate, not lament. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't be so dramatic. Right. I was very dramatic because my mom was dramatic. You know, sure, I, I remember yeah. I, I was 32 and I was here in the United States. And one morning I remember that I, I woke up, you know, uh, sunny California, you know, there's no. never clouds. I mean, we are finishing the the only uh, time of the year that we have rains, you know, which is between January and, fe and February. This year is being longer. But usually we have sunny every day, sunny is, is warm and everything. Suddenly it came the, the rainy season. I was depressed and I was depressed and I didn't know why. Yeah. And I was, because I was aware of many things, I went back and I said, well, why am I depressed? What happened when I was less than seven years old, you know, when my mother got depressed every time it was a rainy day. I remember that. And I remember sh her saying, oh, what an awful day. This is terrible, blah, blah, blah. And it was in my subconscious mind. So that was running my experience of that day. They had nothing to do with me. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Then I realized, okay, how can I change this? Well, it's very simple. Look for things that are, that are positive related to that situation. It's raining. Oh, I love the smell of rain in the, in the grass. Yep. I love how the plants are getting so green. Yep. I love that we have, you know, uh, the, the, the crops are going much better. So when you, when you put something positive uh, together with that idea, it's easier for you to change it. Mm -hmm. What does the universe have to do? Uh, make your most precious resource, water, rain from the sky? And you still, you still don't get it, yeah. And yeah. then, yeah, that's, it's... Uh, it's I'm very simple. It. There's another rule, for example. Eat nature-made food, not man-made food. I mean, that's simple. That's very simple. Yeah. But we don't understand that. 
you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> change your mind, change your life. Well, yeah, yeah. and another thing that uh, it didn't have a lot of uh, sense to me in the beginning was uh, follow your bliss. You know, follow your bliss is a very important Joseph phrase. Campbell, yes. Exactly, Joseph yeah. Campbell, follow your bliss. And I, I realized that when I measure my energy with these new tools that we have, we have many tools, you know, and one of them is BioWell, which is a Kirlian camera with a software that analyzes your energy and also your chakras and the size and, and, and the alignment of the chakras and everything. And, and one morning I analyzed my energy and I saw that my chakras were completely, you know, screwed up and I felt really bad. I was, I was uh, you know, I felt some anguish and, and I didn't know why, but maybe something happened. I was dreaming something uh, that I didn't like and, and, and that was my, my mood state, you know. I said, well, I don't even want to think about this. I went to my studio. I'm a drummer. Mm -hmm. I played play the drums for 30 minutes, that was it, you know, 30 minutes, just forgetting everything, enjoying myself playing, you know, Steely Dan music and uh, Bruce Hornsby, you know, things that I like, mm -hmm. playing on top of, of, of the, their songs. I stopped, I went back inside my house, I measured my energy again, five joules went up. Five joules is a lot of energy, let mm -hmm. me tell you. Five joules is a lot of energy. Uh, it went up. My alignment was 99%. 99 percent my right. chakras were bigger everything changed i was in homeostasis again okay now how can something that i love can do so much good for myself my energy and my mind and my emotions follow your bliss is a real thing it's a divine selfishness you it's, do you it, do you do you, you, you know we do music as initially a selfish intention because we enjoy it we love it and it benefits not only us, but everybody around us, everybody we share it with. Well, it's necessary for everybody. Yeah, right. And it's a, 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 uh, back to the Sapiens book where he spoke on three things that unify the world uh, for good or bad in no particular order. Or maybe he gave an order. I think money was number one. Number two was uh, empire. Number three was religion. He forgot mm. music. But I guess it's too profound of uh, a thing and harder to measure scientifically um, but th that's the same experience I have and I tell I tell students all the time I, you're depressed drag yourself to your instrument drag yourself out of bed go you can, don't even want to pick the, the damn thing up too bad go drag yourself to it you will feel better of course you know of course so Jorge uh, where can people find you again more about well, you are, uh, and what? your your documentary work here, yeah. the, your life, your creation, the biology of belief, uh, with with uh, Bruce Lipton. Where yeah. can people find more? Well, my email is Jorge Patrono, just one word at hotmail.com. They can send me a, an email for this information. I can I can send information. The other one is triple uh, w uh, your life your creation .com is a documentary. Twenty seven different personalities from all over the world, from the world of science and spirituality. And great names, you know, uh, Joe Dispenza, Greg Braden, Bruce Lipton, Korkov, um, uh, Laura Silva, Marianne Williamson from the Course in Miracles. So a lot of great people there. And um, and the the <clears throat> the conference uh, of the biology of belief uh, that we did in Argentina, it's two hours and fifteen minutes, is a jewel. I mean, uh, that changed my life, and I hope that, but well, I know, I don't hope, I mean, a lot of, uh, thousands of people wrote me uh, emails, letters, and uh, and they said that uh, they ch it changed their, their lives as well. So, 
If you if they want to know more about Bruce Lipton, just send me an email, Jorge Petrono at hotmail.com and that will be it. Jorge, it's been an immense pleasure. My pleasure. I look forward to talking more. Everybody, thank you for listening to me, Phil Circle, speaking to this fascinating gentleman, Jorge Patrono. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful day, evening, or morning. Bye.